this moment, I always just really enjoy this moment because right now, this is yours. This is what you've ordained. You have set aside this idea that a fallible human being would stand and with an infallible word uh, speak. And all in the middle of all this, you are faithful. So help us, Lord. Help us to find riches, to feast, to be dazzled, to be re-astonished. We pray these things, that you would receive what is your due. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Well, the title really is, it's the weekend uh, for, for response systems. The title really is uh, Your Response System, and I uh, want to encourage you to uh, look at the scripture. If you have your Bibles or you have your worship folder there, you will see 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 6 uh, written out for you there. Um, what I'm doing today is I'm dwelling on verse 6, so you know where we're going, but I'm also going to rely on verse 18 from chapter from chapter 3, verse 18. And so I'm going to be uh, melding those together. Uh, verse 18 goes like this. If you don't have your Bible with you, it goes like this. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. How about that? Into the same image from one degree to of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And then 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For God who said, light, light, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to be melding those two, dropping into verse 18 and verse 6. As we kind of kind of go through this, there's a company um, called Enchroma. Enchroma. You may have seen their ads on uh, social media. Enchroma makes glasses that reestablish the proper balance of light into the eye, and it helps adjust how the eye receives light signals. In chroma, there was an individual who uh, wasn't sure if this would apply to him because he had color blindness, and these gla- these glasses are for colorblind people. And so he uh, he bought a he bought a pair of these, and what he noticed right away was how brilliant colors are. And he, you may have seen these uh, social media ads with people putting on the Enchroma glasses for the first time and, and weeping. They thought they understood what green was, and now they really see green. Greens and reds in particular are just vibrant. Of course, for us who don't have color blindness, we just see greens and reds as they really are. This individual, he purchased a pair and he was walking by a brick wall near his house, and he'd walked by this brick wall hundreds of times, and he assumed that the brick wall was 
was brown. And when he put on these Enchroma glasses, he noticed right away that the, the brick wall was bright red. And he was quite stunned. Uh, I bring up that as an illustration, of course, of what the gospel does. The gospel is like putting on Enchroma glasses. Um, we need to adjust to these new glasses. We don't see perfectly right away, but we do see differently. Now, all of us are looking out at the world and we're seeing life. We're responding to our circumstances. We are um, interpreting things, interpreting comments, uh, barbs, uh, criticisms, uh, uh, critiques at work. Uh, we're, we're interpreting our life situation. We're measuring it. Our cultural standards are also part of our, our way of interpreting. Am I living the good life? Have I been successful? I, I describe this as a response system. Uh, a response system. We're always, by the way, responding to, to something. It's very, very hard for human beings to not respond. We're always uh, interpreting, responding, nonverbals, uh, verbals. Uh, in some way or another, we're always responding. The Christian is responding. We are perceiving what we uh, imagine to be important. We are prioritizing. We are valuing all the time. And of course, in the gospel, we... The good news is we are changing and growing. Now, I've been looking at this text, and uh, I think it's kind of cool that we're taking a second look at it. I've sort of noticed that, at least about myself. Maybe this applies to you. Sometimes we look at a text. These are six verses this morning. Two times is not too bad to take another look at it, another angle at it. And so I want to look at uh, today, I want to look at this idea of a response System, a response system. Um, a sermon in a sentence, if you'd like this. Um, if you'd like this. There is a most needed place to arrive every day. It is where the shine of Jesus is everything and puts everything else in its place. And we need to arrive there every, every day. The shine of Jesus. So where are we going? Well, first of all, I want to talk about your response system that is always seeking what is shining. Uh, second, your response system is under renovation, and we say praise God for that. And third, your response system is becoming eccentric, E-X-centric, and I'll explain about what that means. So your response system is seeking what shines, uh, it's under renovation, and it is becoming eccentric. Paul says these words to the Corinthians in verse 6. Let light shine out of darkness. He's grabbing the words from Genesis. The God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts. There's a lot of shining, and there's a lot of... Uh, Words that reflect glory and shimmering in this passage. God has shown in our hearts to give the light. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. Layer upon layer of, of shininess. 
in the face of Jesus Christ. I wonder how many of us uh, would, uh, if someone asked us, well, how are you doing today? You'd say, well, I'm just uh, enjoying how God shone in my heart <laughs> to show the glory of his son. Do you know that's what's happening in you? Do you know that's underway? That God, the God who created all things, who spoke into creation, has now spoken redemptively and brought meaning, terrific meaning to the to the redemption that's in Jesus. This historical moment that is lost in history to so many people is rich and fresh to you, and, and that's why you're here, and the Spirit has made this glorious to you. Glorious to you. And you and I, we seek what shines. Our eyes are drawn to what shines. Christmas morning. Ah, uh, you know, when your kids are older, it's not it's not five thirty a.m. Uh, it's it can be scheduled. Just let you know. Sorry, you younger parents, you can't control these things. Uh, but when you have older, we have our, our daughter Amaris at home from college, and you know I love it. Where you're dealing with a twenty one year old, and you can talk the night before. What time do you want to wake up? You know, and you kind of bump it a little bit later. You know, I don't know let's let's get together at. At eight, how about that? You know, that kind of thing. So I know, that's a strange thing for you younger parents. So around 8.30, uh, Amaris had made a nice bowl of fruit for me. Of course, I'm gravitating toward those Pop-Tarts or something. You know, So, so uh, she's making, she wants Dad to eat well. And, of course, there were berries there, raspberries and blueberries. And it was in a, a ceramic bowl that my Uncle Ellis had made. It's this blue bowl. It's my favorite bowl. I know I'm going to break it someday. It's, it's my favorite bowl in the whole house. I have an idolatry relationship with this bowl. And um, it's just there. I stare at it. It's got this shimmering sh- shine to it, this, this lapis color. If you know what I know, a lapis lazuli, that beautiful color. And there are these berries in there. And, uh, and what's crazy is this brilliant golden sun is hitting upon this mango wood table. And the table's like alive. And the berries are alive. And the and the, the colors, the crimsons and the reds and the it's it's like glowing. It's like out of the Lord of the Rings movie. Something's it's it's I pause and I look outside and the the, the, the roofs in our neighborhood are wet, but the heat from the sun is now raising the temperature on those roofs and steam is coming up. And then there's drippings coming down from, from the rain gutter. And, then I, and in, the, in the drops, I see small prisms of rainbows. I'm just waking up. And this is, this is the day that's unfolding. What is God saying? I'm into brilliance and color. You think you know what raspberries are. Wait till my son hits them in a certain way. God loves it when things shine. God loves it when the world is filled with brilliance of color. And this magnificent sun that you cannot look at for very long, it will, it lights up this world and you would never see color unless there was a sun. You would never see unless you were given the ability to see. And we move through our day 
as, as if we have this power in of, of ourselves. But God gri- gives us light in creation in order to great, give us satisfaction. And he gives us light in our redemption. But here's the deal. We love other shiny things. Our response system is moving and active, and we want shiny things, the shiny thing called human approval, the shiny thing of my career, the shiny stuff of money, the shining of what? A perfect family. What else do you gravitate to? What, what is, where in your heart, what are you beholding? The Corinthians wanted the shining of, of Greek rhetoricians, the shining of, of a Greek kind of way of speaking, the shining of, of apostles that they, yeah, that's the guy we like. He has a nice resume. It's a sh- it, he makes us shine. That Paul guy, he's, he's always, he's always, pointing us back to a direction we don't necessarily want to go. Do you find yourself pursuing things that shine? Do they they grip you? You see, it's not just enough to interact with that shining mango. Here's mango wood right here. Not enough to, to interact with this mango wood, but it does something. I allow it to do something in my heart. Oh, shine for me. Take on God-like qualities for me. In our hearts, as we interact with creation, something is still in us that we are willing to bow down to creation. Oh, creation, you shine for me and I'll give you what you need. Something from the created order is I would suspect owning you now. Something is beckoning you. Oh, come my way. I will will make you shine if you get close to me. It appeals to you. It makes sense to you. It's how you are raised or it's how you are responding to perhaps a difficulty in your life, your childhood. I'm pursuing this and I will never experience that. This and this alone will make me shine. It can be actually a very negative thing, a very cruel thing. It can be a tattoo that has a middle finger on it to the world. This is how I organize my world. This is how I, I figure out the world. This is how I push the world away. Your response system is always seeking what shines. It's interesting that Paul answers the Corinthian desire for other apostles by talking about the glory of Jesus and the shining in our hearts. I find that to be its kind of unusual. He openly says to these Corinthians, oh, you're not pursuing the right kind of shining. You're drifting away from the true 
glory that your heart was made for. That's why he says in verse 18, we're beholding the glory of the Lord and we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. This is what God does. Do not put a human being in that role. They cannot do it. And yet this is our propensity, isn't it? We want someone, someone tangible, someone like us, someone in what, some way to be the shine for us. But of course, this passage is about renovation of the heart. And let me just share this secondly, that your response system is under renovation. I hope you're encouraged by this. Your response system has already been, had a little bit of tuning, a little bit of tuning this morning. The gospel is all I have. Well, that's, there's some tuning there. The response system is, is getting uh, recalibrated. Your response system, secondly, is under renovation. Many of the verbs in this, in, this, in this passage of verse 18 and verse 6 is a continuous action. There's things that are going on that are continuous. The light is continuing to be revealed to us. The glory is continuing to be beheld. It's interesting that how we even see Paul himself, this writer, the inspiration, inspired individual who writes these things, he is the one who also was the converted one that we know as Saul. And do you remember his heart when we first meet him? Do you remember Saul and what he thought was shining? What he thought was shining was religious righteousness. And he was an active persecutor of the church. He was an active defender of his righteousness. He was a scary guy, and yet he writes here. There is a renovation of the heart underway from the God who made things and commanded light to shine has now shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. He's, a, he's avoiding being offended by the Corinthians. He is turning in love to them to help them understand what is best for their hearts. Your response system is under renovation. Some of you have been tested by trials. Uh, when you were younger, you responded with, I don't know, anger. You responded with uh, rage, perhaps. Um, bitterness. And now what's happening? Do you see some changes? I hope you do. Do you see some Godward, faith-developed response, a peaceableness, a temperate, temperate, uh, a temperate response? Do you see a, a mellowing and a trusting and a gentleness about you? How about the role of people in your life? Are people becoming, are they important but are they so vital for your identity? Are you finding it's important to love them, but not to build your life around them? 
you finding that? Your response system is under renovation. Do you find yourself moving toward people in love? That's it. The renovation is underway. Praise God for that. And then thirdly, your response system is becoming eccentric. Eccentric. Uh, There's a movement in the gospel. And the God who has shown into our hearts is moving. The Spirit is moving in us. And this light is animating our response system to others. The words we use, our manner, the way we carry ourselves, the priorities we have. You're becoming eccentric, meaning the word, when we have the uh, preface, the word ek, E-X, this means it's coming out of, out of the center. This prefix X usually in English means out. And the Greek word, for instance, odus, means way. And we have in our English Bibles the translation of the Greek word exodus. You ever heard of that book in the Bible? Exodus, going out of the way, out of the way. Out of the way, some things are ordinary and some things are extra. Ordinary, right? They are out of the ordinary category, right? Extraordinary. When Paul tells the Corinthians the shining knowledge of Jesus has been put in their heart, this shining knowledge does not just stay there. It forms. It is forming by the power of the Spirit. It's forming the same desires of God himself. And what, is, what are these desires? These desires are gospel movement desires. You are being renovated out of your proclivity toward yourself. And now you are moving in the power of this remarkable God, uh, God-oriented life. Those who study light tell us that the kind of light determines how we see something. For instance, the sun's light upon the color red is different than a lamp in your house. Inside, the color red will look darker. So the source of the light determines how we see something. And what has God done for you and for me? He's brought the source of truth and knowledge and glory into your hearts. He has spoken to your heart. What's remarkable is that the same God who spoke to Adam at a genius level, explaining to Adam and Eve, this is your world, this is how you should care for it, who still needed God's revelation to understand anything. That God has had mercy upon you and me. And he's given us a foundation for human knowledge, and that is he has spoken to us in the gospel 
the word of truth. This outward movement of the gospel, this eccentric movement, can be part of your experience. I know the human condition. I know the purposes of Christ. I know I'm secure in his love. I know this glorious knowledge all by his own, by his sheer grace. I have been given light to see. Now imagine those in the laboratory of that company that creates those colorblind glasses. Imagine those who were there discovering these lenses. Imagine the day that they discovered that they got it right. And imagine with me for a moment that they just say to themselves, well, that's interesting. Glad we did it. Then they fold the prototype glasses away and put them in a filing cabinet. You see, that product is just too good, isn't it? You just can't keep it there. God is working in you to change you, to help others, to assist them, to grow them, to help them hear, to help them see. Of course, only God can do these things. But this eccentric, out-of-self experience is how the Spirit is moving. And I hope you are saying, oh, yes, God. I who've been given these glasses to see true color. Oh God, how can I not? This knowledge is too wonderful. Rightly understood, we will move out of ourselves. I've written uh, a question for you at the bottom of your sermon page. I'd like you to just reflect on that. This is, uh, this is pretty good. Is your response to life arising from knowledge of Christ and his glory? There's a lot of work in there, but that's a remarkable, remarkable thing to dwell upon. And I pray God's grace will be yours in abundance. That you could say, I'm seeing growth in this area. Let's pray. Lord, I hope that this is all irresistible to us. You love to shine. And you, beyond shining objects, Lord, you, you love to shine Jesus into hearts. Make, make this irresistible, Lord, to us. Make it too powerful and make it too convincing to resist. Lord, we love you. Thank you. Thank you that you are doing a marvelous work that you've spoken into our hearts and made sense of this cross this resurrection this king and now you've presented to him in glory to us we thank you in christ's name we pray amen amen